Welcome back to Midtown Radio, live on location at 44 Gockel in downtown Kitchener. You just heard Zoo Trope by Spoken Muir to wrap up the Beasting Artist Roundtable. Now to keep going with our collaborative art night, we have a special treat for you. Midtown Radio's own DJ Banana Mello and DJ Edward Bear will be performing a live collaborative set here at 44 Gockel from 7 to 9 p.m. You can hear Banana Mellow sets on Midtown Radio Fridays at 9 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. and Edward Bear's Soul Shakedown Party Fridays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Now, I have our two DJs here, so let's chat a little bit with them before the music begins. Welcome, guys. Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> it's awesome. I see your, your setups over there on the other side of the room, and I can't wait to hear, hear it. It must be nice to play in person together. <laughs> yeah. How long has it been? When was the last time? I had to do a wedding that I was contracted to do before yeah. COVID, and that was it. So that was july for me because oh, their wedding got postponed by yeah, a year as well I could imagine. and it was like it was a wedding for 10 people mm-hmm. so it was the best wedding i've ever done <laughs> <laughs> nice attentive audience eh? oh it was amazing <laughs> Absolutely. yeah no drunk people yeah <laughs> wow um, yeah uh, last time i played was uh, a concert at revival house in stratford was in January of 2020. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we had a, a bunch of gigs lined up and then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So why don't you guys yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, your primary genre of music, kind of your style of DJing. Sure. Banana um, Mellow. Let's oh, okay. Hear it. <laughs> I was going to let you go first. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty eclectic. I kind of go yeah. all over the place and I, I kind of get bored of genres if I do them too much. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was doing a Sunday night um, gig every week where I was doing funk and soul, but I had to play five hours every Sunday, and I did that for over a year, so then I really love, like, I mean, I guess primarily it would be funk and soul, but I kind of blew out on it after that, and then I had to kind of go into other genres as well, so I'm kind of all over the place, so basically whatever I kind of get into. Yep. And nice. uh, which is a very boring answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You, you like a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Why not? Yeah. What about you, Edward Bear? Yeah, <laughs> kind of the same. I I got my start doing a lot of uh, rare groove and a lot of um, Motown and Soul 45s. So I was really really into collecting seven inch records, and I got it all from like listening to my mom's Motown collection when I was growing up. Um, and when I would play out before, I would always be like soul, funk, reggae. And eventually I was like trying to find more ways to incorporate more. So I'd find um, like the, the soul records that would be sampled for hip hop records. And I would end up playing those and just kind of stretching out a little bit more and more each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I see a big, a big crate of vinyls over there. Do you do yeah. a full vinyl set? Still? Yeah, I'm, I'm still stuck in the past. I, I tried <laughs> getting into using Serato and Rekordbox, but I just love the having the, the physical records it's I, I can't help myself nice and yeah. what I, I don't see records on your table uh, I have what's a ton, your style I, I have a ton of <laughs> I have a ton of records I just hate playing them live so I yeah. I've kind of fallen into digital mostly because of the needle cartridges so on the um they got kind of discontinued and then I was having a lot of problems in gigs with like dirt getting under the needles yeah. and then um wind and all kinds of stuff like that so I just <laughs> went full digital um but I my setup is still so it feels like I'm using turntables Amazing. um but yeah I mean 
I hate playing live or vinyl. <laughs> I, I, I tried it a couple of times and it just wasn't for me. It was just nothing but stress. So yeah. I have nothing but respect and admiration. You did admiration. pull off this really, really good live set, though, um, in at Revival House that one time for Revival Vinyl Society. You just put together this insane um, DJ mix of all vinyl stuff. Like, uh, I had blew stickers, everybody's mind. I had stickers yeah. and everything on the records and <laughs> I just so stacked good. them and I just started burning through records <laughs> like crazy. That was and amazing. It was, Oh my amazing. god! Yeah. Well, Wor- worst night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to like watching how it happens. I've honestly, I you know, been to clubs where you see the DJs before, but like actually watching it happen, I, I'm really looking forward to that. And I know you guys did a couple of interesting collaborations together over the mm. course of the pandemic, which our weekend listeners have heard on the station. And it's interesting because you have these different styles, but but they work really well together. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about this collaborative process? You know, what does DJ collaboration look like or sound like? Well, uh, yeah, like we, it, before COVID, we started collaborating because I wanted to do a live show with him. Mm-hmm. So he's from Stratford, which is my hometown. Nice. And uh, and then there were just a bunch of things that linked up. We found each other on social media, I think. And yep. it was uh, I was just commenting on the amount of 45 records that this guy had. And at the time, I was I was kind of digging for breaks and trying to find all the the original records that we used for sampling and everything. And this guy just had everything. Mm-hmm. So I, we just corresponded back and forth. And then eventually I was like, man, I, I want to do a show with you. And we tried to... We tried, we did a, I think we started at Jane Bond and yeah. then there was a snowstorm. So we were like the only two guys there. And then, uh, it was a great night. It was, it, but we just had so much fun. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, and we were just playing back and forth and we were like, you know, just kind of feeding off each other in terms of what we were playing. And then after that, we organized a boxing day thing at block three. And that was the first time where we tried to orchestrate actually going back and forth versus one person just doing a set and then Mm. the next person doing a set. And we just would basically do increments of like 10 to 15 minutes and then email it to each other and then try and mix what the other person did. So it's actually kind of similar to what's going on visually here where the artists are just doing a fragment of something and then Mm. building it into a larger whole. And then COVID happened and then we had nothing to do. So we were just like, (laughs) let's just email each other segments all the time. And we did like four mixtapes that, I don't know, I, I like, I was really proud of what we did and it just happened so fast because we weren't yeah. doing anything else of course. and it, it, I don't know the, in terms of the whole process it was exciting because you didn't know what the other person was going to send back yeah. and then you would feed off of that and yeah. so. I was going to say what's the reaction when you you get that 15 second clip was there times when you're really stumped with what they sent you or you're like oh I know the exact song we're going to put on next and sometimes I would be like oh I have, I have no idea where to go with this so it's just going <laughs> to take a, take a dive into the, into the crates and <laughs> finally not finally He's, this guy's record collection is actually really cool and anyway um there were times where he would send me something and I would just click like it would, I knew immediately I was like, I'm going to play this next and I'm going to play, build a whole set around that. Mm-hmm. And it just came together so like naturally and just flowed. It was, it was a really cool. Uh, we process. played a lot with tempos too. So like yeah, the first thanks. one we were doing a lot of like slow, slower music where it was around like the 70, 80 kind of beats per minute yeah. mark. Um, but the later ones when we got up, to higher tempos, like 100 and 120, stuff just happened so fast because that's what the two of us were playing anyway. And uh, so. Mm -hmm. Do you find that like in terms of collaboration, does it 
like push your skills or expand your style or knowledge in any way when you're you're working with someone else and being forced to adjust to whatever they're sending you? Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. In every way. Like also it's good for motivation too because if you're if you're kind of isolated by yourself and you're doing kind of the same thing, things yeah. can get kind of stagnant or stale. But if you're working with somebody else and they're sending you things that you haven't even heard before, it motivates you to kind of dig deeper and and go outside of your comfort zone. And I think it's definitely done that. Yeah. So, and also it's good for feedback too. Um, so, you know, if things aren't working or whatever, you're now kind of working as a team versus just by yourself in your own head. So. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, Anything to add or <laughs> you uh, hit the nail right that, on the head? That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> it's like pretty much just like that. We like, he would send me something and it would just like everything would just fall into place and it would be a lot of surprises I'd end up getting and have to kind of, you know, scratch my head and, and really think and, and dig, like actually dig into my records because the, the fun uh, thing about having a, a big collection of music and it's, I think it's, it's beyond just having like a vinyl collection, but anybody who has a, la uh, a large music collection, you kind of start to forget about things after a while. Mm -hmm. So he would send me something at a certain BPM and a certain key and it would be a style. And I was like, how, like, what do I do with this? So then I would like go into my, my stuff and just, and, and in terms of really kind of stretching out, I would pick like something like a, a weird, like, um, like a, a library record with a, a, um, a really moody sound and a good, really cool break beat. And then mix that into a, a dub reggae track and then nice. mix that into a, like a sci-fi soundtrack kind of thing. And that was a lot of fun doing this because you just got to just, like I said, just stretch out. And there was, um, you know, sky's the limit in terms of what we could do. Yeah. And what we came up with, we were both just super into it. I'd send him something and he would get give me such positive feedback and, and back and forth just like that. It was so great. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does sound a lot like, I mean, that's why we wanted to do this collaborative set tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just tonight celebrating how great it is when artists can collaborate together. Mm -hmm. You just get to share your art with each other and really feel lifted up that there's other people, you know, doing the same thing as you and getting excited about it as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's any possibility that, you know, these collaborative DJ sets can happen more in a live setting. I know it's tricky when, you know, venues, they maybe just want to hire the one musician for the night or something. But do you think there's there's a possibility that that can kind I of think become so. more of a thing? I think so because, like, just in general or with us, do you mean? Oh, no, just in general, I, yeah. I think uh, the... there's a lot of people that are doing it. I think, uh, like, even here in Kitchener, there's a bunch of DJs where there's two DJs mm -hmm. or sometimes three DJs on for a whole night. Oh, but okay. I think that they're just splitting it. Yeah. Uh, and then they're just each jumping on, then jumping off. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to do with him was where we're just going back and forth and back and forth, and it's like two DJs playing at almost the same time. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, in, in a sense, it's kind of like we would have, like like I said, these like 10-minute kind of prepared sets, mm -hmm. but I feel like even in the process of doing that, you can take that idea and then work it into the live setting where we um, have this as like, the, the skeleton to work within and then you have like room for like improvisation in a way where you like because he's a much better scratch DJ than I am <laughs> like light years ahead of me but there's room for stuff like that like um, so we know basically what we would play and then we just kind of ad-lib drop some different things in and then seg into the next 
uh, next track. So we would kind of have a roadmap of where to go and what mm. to follow. But in terms of the live performance too, like doing something like that would be really cool to try out too, in, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's also cool too because we're, I mean, we're very similar, but in, in another way we're very different. I plan out everything. Like I even write out everything on a piece of paper, nice. whereas he's just going to come and do everything spontaneously. <laughs> and I really respect that. And you're kind of getting both worlds. You're getting somebody who's OCD and everything is carefully controlled and engineered, and then you have another guy that's just having fun, Perfect. and will just throw on what's appropriate and just mix naturally. So it's, it's like beast. yin and yang. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So. Yeah, in, in the spirit of tonight's event. Exactly. Yeah, well, we're going to hear your set uh, kicking off at 7 p.m. in about 15 minutes, and we're really looking forward to it. Any sneak peeks of what we might hear tonight? Anything oh, that goodness. the listeners can get excited for? Um... I'm not really sure what he's gonna do. I know I know what I'm gonna do. Uh, so um, other than that, no. Yeah. There, there will be, there will be some stuff that's on theme for sure, and, um, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. I think I'll he's gonna play so Thriller for thirty minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it all away. Oh, I'm man. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> awesome. Maybe some monster. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, the absolutely. only it was the only record he brought. Michael Jackson. All that's thriller. just for show. Over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's awesome. just Thirty copies of the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Well, uh, to our listeners out there, you know, grab a drink. Get those dancing <clears throat> shoes on, and we're really excited to hear uh, hear this set starting at 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break with just some music here while our DJs get set up at their tables, and then the beast, the DJ beasting will begin, so stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you. 